0: to the Summit of Podcast. This is where we talk about movies, shows, games, and whatever the heck we want. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. I am John, and I'm joined by my good friend Chris, as always. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing great, John. Very excited. How are you? Man, I'm good. I'm ready to talk about this stuff. Uh, unfortunately, we have gotten some more news about the delays of the upcoming Marvel Phase 4. So black widow was the first one to go oh, no. uh, it was initially supposed to have come out this past may may of 2020 mm-hmm. and Then it was delayed to early november of this year and now we have officially gotten word from marvel that it has been delayed until early may of 2021 Ugh. so they they changed the dates for three of their phase four projects um and they have a couple other untitled films uh that they haven't Uh, released any information about for 2021 or 2022 so we don't know exactly what those are yet but the three big ones that they moved are black widow from november to may eternals from february of next year to november of next year and then shang chi from may of next year to july of next year Hmm. which isn't a huge bump but that's basically taking the spot where spider-man would normally go and black widow is just taking shang chi's spot so they're shuffling all it all around we don't know exactly how this is going to affect the future phase for films um but do you think that this is the right move do you think that this because they're telling us right off the bat like this is their official word saying we are not putting these films out on video on demand these are not going straight to disney plus we are going to wait this out and these are going to be released in a box office. Um, so what, what's your take on all this?
1: Well, there's a I would say there's about. Three factors that are going into this decision by Disney, which, by the way, I'm not totally hateful of this. I I, I understand it. I just don't like I, I'll go over the three reasons why I I'm just not a fan of this move, but I understand why. Number one is they have a lot of things coming out on Disney Plus in on their catalog that's coming out in holiday and towards the end of the year and that might conflict with people going to the movies i think that's 100 a possibility and along with that point number two is that you have so many movies slated for holiday so disney is trying to push these out as far as possible because a lot of things get delayed something might be coming out in december we know wonder woman's coming out to december that was pushed back we know that the james bond is also in that realm i think it's in november's when james bond comes out or if it's in december it's in that realm a lot of movies push back uh dune also coming out in december which people want that to be successful so disney has a lot of competition coming up at the end of the year and probably at the beginning of the year for 2021 so i understand why they push it back to may i think it's too far but the third reason is mulan now, I think this is the worst. I think this is what they're probably predicating most of their decision on to push it back all the way to May and not to something like February. Like, hey, let's go watch Scarlet Scarlet Witch for Valentine's Day. No, they're pushing it all the way to May. That's insane to me, but I think it makes sense given that their terror and how Mulan did in the re- reviews for Mulan, I don't think the reviews for Mulan and how poorly it did should reflect what Scarlet, uh, what um Scarlet, wow, I can, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm missing it. Scarlet Johansson is gonna <laughs> is gonna do as Black Widow. I was I was thinking Scarlet Witch, and then uh my brain wanted to go to Scarlet Letter, which is a totally different story. But yeah, I think that they're predicating this on how Mulan did. Mulan wasn't a good movie, so. Yeah, I, I think that the movie itself is a failure. I don't think the strategy itself is a failure. So, yeah, I I think those three reasons are the big factors of why they moved it so far. I do not like the move. I think Disney should be more confident in Black Widow, unless they truly do think it is terrible, in which we should be very worried <laughs>
0: Well, I think it has less to do with the quality of the film uh, and more to do with them being worried about not getting the, the return on their investment in theaters right now. Yeah, 100%. Which we, we have a couple of examples, like you said, of Mulan uh, with their straight-to-video-on-demand uh, release, and that was not marketed well. It wasn't written well. It wasn't really acted well. Like, the, movie was, just the movie wasn't well you know it was not well
1: it's so that's th- it th- th- talk about talk about a movie coming out you know it's just it doesn't do well because it is not well
0: yes and then we have tenant which christopher nolan's name was behind it we've got all these big name actors we've got an incredible story and even with all the hype that f- preceded that we we saw a not great return on that film mm-hmm. because people still just aren't ready to go out yet. And I I totally get not wanting to be crammed into a small theater with a bunch of other people. Even if you're socially distanced, uh, you're still breathing the same air. You're still touching a lot of the same things. And I don't trust the 16-year-old kid to go through and clean every single seat to ensure the spreading of germs doesn't happen. So that's fair. I completely understand that. But I also, I know that they are going to, they can at least hold off on a marketing they can do things to kind of salvage whatever they can from their investments um i mean just given the way things are going right now with delays with covid do you think that these are even the last delays that we're going to see for these films
1: i don't think it's going to be the last delays we're going to see uh in the film industry in general because you never know we might get another spike i mean right now yeah, uh, I like to look at a lot of international news more than American news because if you watch the news daily, it does melt your brain a little bit. You know, it doesn't matter what network you want it watch it. It's horrifying. Uh, it's just too much of this stuff is. It's not good. So I I read a lot of international stuff just to get my mind off what's going on in the country. Uh, and right now the U.K. is going through another spike of COVID cases. They're they're testing just as much as they did when the when cases when the when mass mass uh, screenings were taking place. They're doing the same amount of screenings now because cases are on the rise. So that's gonna affect production if something like that comes around in what movies and films and television are bringing back the production i think we did just we talked about this in one of our podcasts that this month and next month a lot of people are going back to set to film you know if it, if it comes back we have to delay again so i i don't think this is the end of delays for the movie industry the entertainment industry i think we're gonna see more probably i hope i'm wrong because i need entertainment in my life to get me away from the sad story of life that we're living but you know that could be made into a book third revision whatever and then made to and series so you know i'm just helping the cause john
0: and i wonder too if um if movie theaters evolve and are able to somehow change their model to incorporate better social distancing and and cleaning practices Mm. i wonder if if that'll lower the risk of of future uh delays from happening because if if we can get people even if it's like in a if like drive-ins become a huge thing again in the next i don't know six nine months um or some other like major innovation happens, because uh, I'm not really seeing a lot of big changes from the movie theater industry. They're they're just kind of waiting. They're kind of hoping for the best, or they're working with studios to release things like in in drive-in theaters, but just like re-release movies. Um, so I wonder if if they drastically change and uh, help the level of comfort that people feel going to theaters. I wonder if that will kind of halt the uh the delays because to be honest, man, I'm I'm feeling pretty pessimistic about the state of the country with the virus. And I don't think Black Widow is gonna come out even next May. Really? I think it's gonna uh, Yeah, I just I I don't see it happening before like the end of next year. Because like let's say let's say a an, um uh let's say they come out with like much better testing. Let's say they come out with um, uh, with a vaccine for the virus I, I don't think enough people are going to take it initially it's going to take a long time for it to really help herd immunity and to get well not herd, herd immunity but I, I think for it to have the widespread effect that people want to feel comfortable enough to go back into large crowds I think it's going to take personally I think it's going to be like another year from now before things start seeming relatively like normal like they were a year ago um, but that's just me. I I wish that wasn't the case because I really want these movies to come out, but I'm I'm cautiously pessimistic about the state of the movie theater industry and how these things are gonna come out. So I don't know, man, like do you were how how comfortable are you with saying that Black Widow is officially gonna come out next May? Well, they've delayed it
1: more than once. So, I mean, is another delay possible? Yeah, but I don't think, I, I sure hope it doesn't get delayed another another time. I, I find it very unlikely when you delay it, when you delay it initially because of COVID. There's nothing coming out, at least as far as I know, for the movie theater, the movie slot coming out at that time. It makes total sense for Disney to push back. Uh. Black Widow because of every movie that's coming out from all the other competitors like WB so to move it further past May if it's not COVID related makes no sense to me I and if it is COVID related it's just the movie industry has got to change I think I think at that point if you're doing a theatrical release in May and we're still having these COVID issues I think Disney will just do direct to Disney Plus and I hope Like, I don't mind paying, you know, $15, 20 bucks for it. I hope it's not 30 bucks, but I have my doubts that it's going to be as bad as Mulan. Because if Disney's thinking that Mulan was a failure because of the way they marketed and it's being $30, a lot of the reviewers, this is a video game industry thing, is that when people see review is bad for a game, sales go down. You know, if anything, games have like we see it in the movie industry, too, where, you know, you get a better directors will get a bonus because guests or or actors still get a bonus because uh, of their rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, Mulan should be different because Mulan wasn't good. I, I don't understand if Disney is holding on to Mulan like this is the example. No, it's a terrible example. Tenant is a good example. Although Tenet is still kind of, people are saying that Tenet is uh, one of Christopher Nolan's worst movies, not that it's a bad movie, it's one of his worst ones. So I don't even know if that's an example to go by. You know, Dune might be the best one to, to predicate on. And I think you and I definitely agree that we need to see the movie theater industry make change. We need them to improve and I don't trust a 16 year old just like you cleaning up my seats. I really do not. But something <laughs> has to happen.
0: So. Yeah. And the other interesting thing about these uh, delays to me were that. Um, so initially, the order of release was going to be Black Widow, then Shang-Chi, then Eternals. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mixed that up. Sorry. Black Widow, Eternals, uh, Shang-Chi. But now, uh, with the delays, they're going Black Widow, Shang-Chi eternals so they're swapping the release schedule for for those last two movies um and i, I know we've had in the past a lot of marvel movies have basically been uh, like the re- release schedule was dictated by their post credit scene and how they tied in with the next movie and what concepts they introduced at, for the next thing um but it, it seems like the initial films of phase four are just going to be like Kind of like what we saw in phase one to a degree, where they're just all of them are just laying the groundwork for what's to come. That they could come out in almost any order, and that it's not going to matter because these are all just going to be more standalone, less tie in y with the future films. Um, just kind of setting the stage for the characters and the world that they're continuing to build. Uh, so, that I don't know, man, like that part's interesting to me. It kind of gives us that insight into the fact that like we don't need to see them in order necessarily to get the full picture that we could just kind of see them at our leisure to understand the world they're continuing to create and build upon.
1: Yeah. You bring up, you bring up actually a really good point that, Hey, this is the beginning of this new story. So even though it's phase four, like they can play around, they're reestablishing the universe. And I think that is the best thing that is happening for Disney right now is that you are, starting a new saga not the infinity saga you're starting a new saga so you can take time if anything having this re, this breath of fresh air where superheroes is not crammed down our throat even though the boys is out but the boys isn't a traditional superhero storytelling and you know it's just you know dc is coming out with its first superhero movie that's in a while so you know, if Marvel's going to take some time off, we just had like, what is it? Twenty three movies, uh, 24 movies yeah. with Spider-Man. I don't know. But we need a breath of fresh air. And I think this is it. And I don't know. I don't think we should be mad about this. I think we should be like, oh, OK, yeah, I can handle this. This is great.
0: hundred percent, hundred percent, because even with the uh, Marvel TV, uh, Falcon of the Winter Soldier is supposed to come out. uh by this past fall, so like months ago, that was supposed to have come out, and uh, Scarlet or uh, Wandavision wasn't supposed to come out until later this year, but it was supposed to be second. So there, it it just continues to seem like all of their properties are just interchangeable at this point, and uh, yeah. still tie in with with future films, but not in the same way that they might have initially been speculated to be. Because um, I definitely think that Wandavision is supposed to be seen before Doctor Strange 2. And but there's enough of a gap there to where there's not going to be any chance of overlap, or it's going to be too close to each other. It's one it, uh, division might go long. Um, it's it's definitely fairy-telling of the of the order and the, the, the world that they're building with all of this. Uh, but I I don't know, man. Like I'm, you're right. The, the this is a nice breath of fresh air, and I hope that it builds on the momentum for the movies once they start coming out and that it doesn't hinder it in any way but I I think by the time Black Widow comes out people are just going to be ready and happy to be back in theaters
1: yeah like I said I think Disney is lucky for it to be happening now and not like between Endgame and Infinity War that would have been crazy or between like Avengers five or Avengers reforged or whatever they're going to call that, you know, (laughs) but yeah, this is, this is, it's not the end of the world scenario, maybe for stockholders it is, but this is, this is not a bad thing for us as consumers. Not at all.
0: No, not at all. And, and speaking of things that have uh, been caused because of COVID. Uh, so James Gunn, director for the suicide squad, Mm -hmm. uh, and Peacemaker, one of the characters from that show, or one well, of the characters from that movie, uh, James Gunn, is making a Peacemaker TV series for HBO Max. Oh, no. This is just something that he he said while he was in quarantine. He uh, was just sitting around and decided, you know what? I'm going to write a TV show. So he wrote, he wrote out uh, a limited series for this character, for the, the character that John Cena plays in his movie and it's going to be uh, in production between when his work on Suicide Squad ends and when Guardians of the Galaxy 3 starts. Now look, I know very vague information about who this character is from just clips and and reading that I've done, Um, but James Gunn obviously feels strongly enough about the potential for this character to invest his time in in an entire TV show worth of content for a character that we know nothing about as a general audience, um, which blows my mind that just randomly he said, you know what? We're just going to do it. We're going we're gonna to make a TV show. Um, well, if I put enough money bags in
1: your lap, you'd probably want to write a TV show too. I'm just saying. <laughs> if they're willing to shell out $30 million for the Snyder cut, oh yeah. If I gave you enough yeah. money, you'd be like, yeah, I, 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 this character, this frog that's in my yard, I just need to write
0: a story about him. I don't know why. So now, ooh, that brings up a good point. Do you think that this was inspired by the studio trying to give him money to build hype for more content that there's that they're going to put on their platform or do you think this was legitimately just him saying, "You know what? I'm going to do this. It's all on me. Studio uh, we will will put it out on HBO Max because it's a WB property, but this is on my inspiration, not theirs."
1: I could speculate that it's probably a little bit of both. Like for and the reason why I said, oh, no, when you started talking about this, because Disney gave into cancel culture is like, no, nah, James Gunn, these were offensive. He's like, I apologize for these. It's just, like, look at the group who's talking about this stuff. They're not even the demographic that reads this stuff. now nah, got to get rid of them. That was mistake number one. And Disney might be paying for those mistakes right now. Uh, whether James Gunn is being genuine, he says like, oh, yeah, I absolutely wanted to write for them. I have no idea, but it it just seems to me that this is a combination of both. Hey, I'm not having the Disney Mouse going, "Ha ha! Wow!" like down my throat. It, it it's it's a combination of HBO Max is throwing out money like you wouldn't believe, and that you gotta you gotta run with it. The you know, opportunity doesn't come like this for a director. You're already working on a project for WB, uh, which is in conjunction, obviously, with HBO. So this set this move makes sense this is this is not a bad move and i gotta i gotta give credit like yeah make that make that bread get that bread (laughs) do it james gunn and whether you think that uh, for me i I, my question is is that it's he's writing it but he's not directing it is it
0: so he's doing he's directing the pilot uh but basically after that he'll be on as a producer and a writer for the rest of the series, but he's only committed to directing the first episode.
1: That's still a big role for a producer. There's still a big role for a producer, depending on if he's an executive producer, you know what, what he's going to be doing and he's kind of setting it up because he can, they could say like, Hey, you know, please come back for season two, like write more for season two, if it is successful for John Cena, you know? So this is a gateway uh, what we're seeing is the possibility of that inking of a better deal. But this is, this is, I think this is a smart move for James Gunn to go where all the money is pouring out profusely rather than going with Disney. It just, for him, it's a better move for me. I don't necessarily like the move as someone who is preferring Marvel over DC stuff, but I trust the man. I trust this guy. And that's, that is the big thing now with consumers is trust do i trust wb to make a really good sh- uh movie with james gunn yeah do i trust disney to screw up a movie in mulan because their other remakes suck yeah so it it just if i'm a betting man i i take hbo who made a great show in Watchmen. you know what what are your thoughts on it john
0: i it's gonna be interesting because it it obviously he's a great creator and, and a great writer and um, I am, I have complete faith in the content that he is able to produce. And I think that if he sees enough potential in this character, that he wouldn't invest the small break that he had between uh, those two major movies to uh, produce and direct a, a show like this. Um, I think that he would have to be passionate about it or be paid an incredible amount of money to do it um, in order to sacrifice that time. And maybe, maybe he sees it as, well, you know what? I've got a bit of a break right now. Uh, COVID's kind of given me that vacation that I wanted, so I can skip that next year and just kind of go straight into production for the next big thing. Because um, they'd already planned to have a break between these two movies, and I don't know exactly how long it was supposed to be, but it's long enough for them to squeeze in the production time for this series. Uh, so I I... I mean, so it what blows my mind too is that it, it's a character who believes so profoundly in the idea of peace that he is willing to go to murderous extremes to bring about peace. That's funny and that, that's a thing, man. Like that, it's an interesting character. It, it's John Cena who we like in Bubblebee he's a character who is supposed to be this super serious kind of general or military man. And he brings about this levity to the character that like, it's not, it like it's a little campy, but it's campy in a good way that you buy into. Um, so maybe that's like his little niche is, is a campy kind of character that you root for that on the, on paper just sounds real dumb, but he's able to pull it off. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, man, him. like, <laughs> you can't see well, him exactly. Uh,
1: I I think John Cena, uh, for a for the wrestle for the wrestling world that he comes from and the acting that it takes, I really got to give the man credit for rolling with the punches because people have made fun of John Cena for years. People have said his acting sucks and all this other stuff. I'm talking about adults, not like the people engrossed in WWE culture, but for him trying to make it like a Dwayne Dwayne Johnson, like The Rock. I give the man credit because people just keep on knocking him down. Like, have you seen the Marine, the Marine too? Like I've seen the Marine and I'm just like, wow, this is, this is easily like a terrible movie. It's super like action. It is obviously produced by the WWE. John Cena just is uncharismatic, whatever. And he just plays with that. When people make fun of him, he's just like, yeah, it was pretty bad acting. And he, he makes fun of himself and that's, that's the sign of someone who just is good with what he does. I I, I think as Peacemaker, it makes sense. James Gunn, I, I think I'm just going back to it again. Disney screwed up because Disney is delaying stuff. Guess what? WB, HBO, they ain't delaying anything when it comes to James Gunn. They did delay Wonder Woman, but they ain't delaying Dune. They should delay Dune so it gets a better slot. But, you know, they hate Dune. WB hates <laughs> Dune. It confirmed. Confirmed.
0: They her. are done with. They're done with Dune is what you're saying. It's so sad. Why would you? Why would you put Wonder Woman with Dune? No, You I, need. Yeah, you need
1: more people to see Dune and expand their minds. Why would you want to? <laughs> I, I want I want to see both movies. But for America during the holidays, come on. They want to watch Die Hard exactly. and call it a Christmas movie, which it is
0: not. Oh, we're going to have a little bit de- of debate about that off screen. I know. I know, but, I know so- you.
1: Are, that's why I said it, because I know you're into Die Hard as a Christmas movie. I don't agree.
0: <laughs> so I do want to I do want to ask your opinion. Do you think that this Peacemaker TV show is going to be a prequel or or be like a sequel to the, his story and Suicide Squad? Because as as all of the characters in that movie, their fates are completely undetermined at this point. Like anybody could live or die, uh, it doesn't matter at all. They've already come out and said like, don't get attached to anybody because you never know who's gonna uh, who's who's gonna lose it. Um, so to me personally, it makes sense to have this be like a, a origin story kind of prequel uh, of him just like becoming the character of Peacemaker, and that kind of um, that journey to me would be pretty interesting to go down. But I could also see them uh saying that it's going to be a continuation of the story after his time on the suicide squad kind of being off on his own again uh do you think that it's going to be set before or after that movie well since it's being
1: done by hbo i think you can't automatically rule out that it's going to be a single season like a mini series kind of like a chernobyl you know it's going to be that serious it's going to be that good win a lot of rewards i think so right john um (laughs) <laughs> but it it is it is definitely in the realm of possibility that it is a standalone leading up to the Suicide Squad movie. Honestly, I don't care if it's a prequel, standalone, or if it's a continuation. This sounds good. HBO doesn't put out crap except for Snyder Cut, but that's a whole nother thing. Um I I and I'm calling it crap before it comes out. I don't care. Come at me. You know I don't care too much about it, but I just I just don't care. Um, <laughs> I, I I like the move, and I I would I would love to see a prequel. I would love to see an orange story like this. I want. I am intrigued. You have me. You have my attention. And DC honestly doesn't do that enough. If it is connected to to anything that's connected to Zack Snyder, generally not. If it's connected to other stuff, I am intrigued. And I am intrigued. You have my attention. HBO puts out good stuff.
0: So the other thing that came out this past week was the WandaVision trailer. And this is our first full length look at what a Marvel TV series is going to look like. I honestly, man, I'm, I'm excited. This seems very, uh, for unique. Um, like they have a really great aesthetic going on for this. Um, I know we've got like clips and clips of it, uh, from the other like promo Marvel Disney Plus material that they all kind of mashed together, but this was like, this is the world. This, these are the characters. This is the the feel and the tone of it all, and I man, it was it was, oh, I I was just gonna go ahead and say it. I was vibing with it. I've never said that before in my life, but I I like the tone. I like the feel and the tangibility of this world, and how, based on where the character is with like their mental space that's the uh like the decade of the tv that they're mimicking um and even seeing like the the physicality of like that wine bottle floating obviously by a string uh when they went to go pour it just like using the practical effects of that time and of that era in in the the same style that they're trying to match from the tv show it just meshed very well for me. I don't know, man. Like, what were your what were your general thoughts about the trailer?
1: I, I really liked the trailer. I really liked what they did and how they put it together. I think that you get a sense of like, oh, it's like a sitcom, and then it kind of shrinks into, oh, there's a bigger plot. And I do really... The thing that gets me is how they change the aspect ratio from four three to like a, a normal widescreen. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of nice when... Both Vision and Wanda look at each other like oh no like we're stuck in something and uh, I liked I liked the the confusion for Vision and what his role is I like that they wore old costumes that they had in the comics for Halloween I enjoyed that fact and I'm very curious to see how the world how their their dimension is set up, how they got there, why they got there. Cause this is after end game. So the, how it ties in for the rest of the universe will be interesting. Cause it does come into play. Uh, it does go, it is supposed to like transition into Dr. Strange Two, but I have no idea. I, I uh, this is different. This feels like a Disney plus show. It feels like it's going to be better produced than anything we got on Netflix and Marvel. So, I am excited for that. You might disagree because I know you watch all those shows. I didn't because it didn't look interesting. This looks interesting.
0: Well, see, my problem with with those shows like I loved I love Daredevil. I love Jessica Jones. Season two of um, uh, of Luke Cage was was much better. Um, Iron Fist was overall a miss for me. Um, but the, the aesthetic was so much like they tried to be similar, but it was still different enough from the MCU to where it didn't feel like that world could really just fold into what they had created with the cinematic universe. And then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was just its own little ABC thing. It was completely disconnected for the most part. Um, but this, it, it just feels like we're watching a Marvel movie in uh, in like long form television format uh, which to me I especially in the age that we live in I am a much bigger fan of, of seeing something in like a limited series or told over a much longer period of time because you could get deeper into the story you don't have to feel like you have to rush through anything so for for something that has the potential to be such an emotionally driven story for, for um, Scarlet Witch it, it feels like a very natural fit like I don't think I could I don't think it would mesh as well if this was told in a two two and a half hour story because um, this is her finally processing and dealing with the death of of the man that she loved or the thing that she loved vision and and so we're going to see that kind of play out for her and they're there are theories kind of speculating well this is her that she sold her soul to the devil to spend more time with vision and so then like eventually their world just kind of caves in on itself because it's not sustainable. Or um or she finally discovered like or she's using her reality warping powers to create uh, like a uh a, a like a uni- like a oh my gosh, what is it called? Um another uh, dimension, a well, dream yeah, state. Like- yeah like a utopia utopia that's the word a utopia um. for her and vision based on tv shows that she had seen in her time in sokovia um uh, just kind of like these iconic settings that just like take her out and give her that escapism from the world and into this new reality that she creates um i don't really know exactly what to believe i'm kind of leading towards more of like she sold her soul to something that's out there and that she she is much more aware of what's going on than Vision is. And I think that's going to create tension between them and that just drives the story forward um, because for it to tie in with Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, it's got to uh, at least introduce the idea of the multiverse and other beings, other entities out there that may not be um, so benevolent and how maybe they're trying to take advantage of her and her power so it it's going to be a very unique and interesting storytelling experience that i'm i'm ready for um and i know a little bit about the scarlet witch comics and about her story um i know that they've said they're going to like incorporate elements from the house of M. so people are also saying maybe this is where they introduce mutants but i think that's a lot for one TV show to handle. Um, uh, I am excited that aesthetically they're getting actors um, in the show that kind of represent the time period that, that they're from. So like we in, in like the, I love Lucy style uh, clip that we saw early on in the trailer, we saw kitty from that 70s show. So we yeah. have, we have a character that we already associate with, um like that older style of television into this so like it just feels like that's just a whole other layer that kind of drags me into it even deeper for whatever reason um and i'm like i said man it just it that just all clicked with me um is there anything that you want to see specifically from this show like thematically or uh character wise do you is there something you want to get out of it
1: well, honestly, I want to see something I haven't seen before from Marvel. And that's a really good love story. I want to see that. And it's not to say that like, oh, the love story between Pepper Potts and, you know, Tony Stark. No, 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 no. You know, I understand what that is. But I want to see just something that is 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 different in that way. I want to see I want to see the, uh, I want to see there be consequence with a loved one in a way where you get to see the romances, you get to see the fights, you get to see that they truly do care for each other on an intimate and emotional level that you know we thought we were going to get with Hulk and and uh Black Widow and we didn't. So this is what I want next and I know people will say like, "Well, what about Gamora and Star-Lord?" and that also didn't really develop because she her version died. And yeah. then she ran and then the the other version of her ran away. So we still didn't get it. And and from what we saw, like we're getting a whole season of this WandaVision show. So maybe we'll explore more of that. Something that can't be on screen for, you know, uh, 120 minutes. So that's what that's what I'm hoping to see.
0: So then let me ask you this. Do you think that Vision is going to make it out of this alive and be brought back into the main continuity?
1: Oh, man, that would there would there need to be a lot of talking points about how that's done. A really good exposition. But uh, honestly, I don't care if he lives or dies in this. I have I have no I have no expectation for this because it is so new. So uh, the only expectation that I do get something different out of it, which is the love story. So. Whether Vision comes back or not, if it's to add to the emotional toll of this story being told, yeah, I'll take it. But that's not what my focus is on.
0: That's fair. I personally, I'm kind of hoping that he doesn't because I think that it it's much more interesting for um, for Scarlet Witch as a character to either by choice put herself in this position or be brought into the position of spending time with him. Like you said, like developing their love story, their character development together, their bond. They have kids in the, in the TV show. um, And, and kind of like introducing all these things. But then if that's all ripped away from her again, and she has to face the reality that he's not there and, and really come to terms with it, then it, it puts her in a path to where maybe she becomes the villain of Dr. Strange too, or at least has, um, something more malicious in mind to like try and pay back or like get back at the, the things that took Vision away from her um, maybe it just it, it opens up the possibility I think for so much more growth than if if we just reset what happened to him in Infinity War and it doesn't matter because um, that's what comics are, are known for is just hitting the reset button and everything's fine again because there's just the illusion of change like Stanley always talked about Um, but if we have like something that like we, we, I basically, I hope for just a moment with them together where they, they finally get to live out their story, their time together, but then life has to move forward. And, and I, this is, this is going to sound bad, but I hope that, that she has to leave him behind and she has to process that. And I like it, it sucks for her as a character, but then it's so much better for us as an audience. Because we get to see that growth and that change that she goes through for better or for worse. Um, she's already it, seen
1: enough. She saw her, her brother die. Her parents <laughs> are the, dead. That's the this thing, is, man. It's the class. It's the classic Marvel beginnings, but she's already
0: an adult. I know. But like, that, that's the other thing too, is like Evan Peters, who was Quicksilver in the Fox film, uh, Fox movies was rumored or is, um, was cast on the show. Uh, they, they, there's so much speculation about all of the different things that they're trying to, or like potentially trying to introduce on this, that I think for Vision to come out alive or for a different version of Quicksilver to be there, I think there's just too much to throw into a limited series. Um, so I, I think we can go into specific uh, ideas like having Vision around and what that does for her and how she processes it. Um, but I think by the time we leave this and get to Doctor Strange 2, I think that we can't introduce like 10 new characters and still have all of them be, um, be at the forefront of her story. I think that just muddies the water a bit. So I think it's, it's a good deep dive into her as a character and what she's going through, but then we have to pull her back out of it and get her back into the real world with the rest of us, uh, and, and just let her process it. Um so yeah man like I'm I'm optimistic about this. I'm and it makes me even more excited for the other Disney properties that are coming out there like Loki and uh like uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: Do you know something about any future Disney Marvel projects?
0: I might know something that was just some, recently confirmed. Some 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 news. I you know there is a, uh, there's some casting that was Segway ah! uh, Now it's forced, but <laughs> <laughs> so the, the She-Hulk Disney plus series that they had announced way back when they officially cast Tatiana Maslany uh, as the lead in She-Hulk as Jennifer Walters. And man, I got to tell you, I don't think anybody saw this coming, but it just makes complete sense because we have we have a character Jennifer Walters who's the cousin of Bruce Banner who gets a blood transfusion in the comics and I don't know what they're going to do for her origin story in this but who gets a blood transfusion from the Hulk who is there to basically has to save her life through his blood and that causes her to get irradiated and she becomes She-Hulk and she has much more control over her uh over her powers and her switching into the Hulk than Bruce Banner does Um, she's a lawyer. There's just so many different things going on with the character. And, uh, somebody like Tatiana Maslany, who plays a character, like dozens of characters like this on orphan black, um, has built a professional resume of playing multiple characters at once and knowing like little ticks to do to differentiate between the two characters or like the physicalities involved in it, like the voice acting involved in it. Um, so from a from an actor perspective, I I was set on Rosario Dawson playing her because physically they looked like I could see the the resemblance there a lot more, and I think that she was physically built for a role like that. Um, she just seems to be a much more physical actor than Tatiana. But I, now, like the more that I think about it, the more this just feels like a natural progression and natural casting. I don't know, man. Like, what do you think? So
1: I know nothing about Tatiana. Uh, so we'll, the, how the casting is done, I have no idea. I, I, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how it how it's done. But I do I do enjoy the fact that they take an actor who has such range in playing multiple personalities. I think that's really exciting. I think for for them to go that route is good uh so I, I i'm optimistic i mean i don't know a lot about hulk in the comics as as you know i'm the resident don't know anything about comics but i hope we get a good story i mean she's a lawyer uh, in in her story she needs a blood transfusion I'm, I'm curious i'm curious if they'll take this this show in the route or is it it's a show right
0: yeah yeah it's it's same thing like wandavision it's just a disney plus tv series
1: can I get a Disney plus SVU, but with she Hulk <laughs> and, it'd be, and it, maybe it doesn't have to be SVU. Cause you can't have SVU on Disney plus, but give me that law and order style, but with superheroes. I don't know that that'd be kind of interesting. I just want something different. And if it's not different, make it tie into something that I actually care about. Unlike iron fist. So yeah. I, I, I am, I am optimistic for this. I really am. I I am encouraged by this because at, actors like this who are able to do multiple personalities who's uh I like A- Andy Serkis and his mocap but he's got an incredible range and the other person who I can't, can't think of who w- was in Not Glass but in Split. Oh, James McAvoy. James McAvoy. That 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 stuff is so incredible to watch. So, yeah, I I'm I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I, and for them to Um, for them to cast somebody like this, who like, it just seems like, especially lately, they're getting all these really prolific actors who have such a great, um, uh, uh, like rap sheet of what they've been in. And they're so talented um, and using them in very specific and uh, great ways. Um, I mean, like this, this lady was not on anybody's radar for this role. And, all of a sudden like this is all people are talking about and the fact that it just like i said like it makes so much sense um i definitely like where their heads at when they're casting i think they're doing a great job and whoever the casting director is needs to get paid a lot more um one thing that is interesting to me is that when the netflix defender series were canceled there was a two-year waiting period put on each of those characters, uh, before Marvel could regain the rights to them and use them in the MCU. Um, so a month or two before, uh, she Hulk starts production, there is going to be the end or the clock is going to run out for, uh, Matt Murdock as daredevil. So Marvel could use him on this show and maybe they're going to introduce him as a fellow lawyer that she has to work with on a case. Um, I don't know, man, like this might be the way to get the the defenders or at least the good ones back into the MCU. Um, Maybe this is a way that they can tie in with uh, what's going to happen in Spider-Man three, because now he's on the run. Maybe he needs a lawyer and there's these two great lawyers that represent superheroes. Um, Maybe it's a way for them to tie that into it. Uh, Do you do you want to see because I know you, you didn't watch any of the defenders or any of those series, right?
1: No. I don't watch. I don't watch those those shows for losers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I no, I don't watch those.
0: If you if you're gonna watch any of them, watch seasons one of uh of, um oh my gosh, Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Uh, those are probably the two best, uh, seasons of any. It's definitely the top two of any Netflix Marvel stuff. Um, but there's just some incredible storytelling and acting in those in those shows. Um I would personally, I would be totally fine if they use this as an opportunity to bring Charlie Cox back as Matt Burdock. Um, I think he did a great job as as Daredevil. It's way better than the Ben Affleck Daredevil, um, just not even in the same league. And and him as an actor was just it was it brought such a realistic and grounded approach to the character um, to where it didn't feel like you were watching somebody with superpowers. Like you were just watching a guy um, who was incredibly skilled, but who could get hurt, who could bleed, who felt pain like everybody else, who was just trying to do the right thing and just never gave up. Um, I, I would I would love to see them incorporate him back into the or into the MCU as soon as possible.
1: Oh, man. No, no. Let, well, what is it that Kylo Ren taught us, John? Let the past die why i i if you if you bring back these characters which i know and talking about uh with wandavision bringing back the old quick the quicksilver from the x-men movies why like we you've established something new go with it and even though netflix did daredevil and i gotta be honest i watched that first episode and i was like boring i did not catch me at all like Give me, you could make an homage to the character, but I don't think you need to go out of your way for it. I don't think they need to be integral to the part. We're getting She-Hulk. The story should be about She-Hulk, not about Daredevil. And maybe a couple of cameos is fine, but I hope it's not integral to the story. Oh, yeah. I just, I just don't want you to put that, I don't want Disney to put that character in there and be like, okay, now go watch Netflix and watch Daredevil. No, I don't want to. No. I've got so many things on my, on my, on my plate right now.
0: And if they did it, it definitely would be any kind of tie-in with um, with that series. I think if they did it at all, it would just... Because with with Kevin Feige taking over um, all of the Marvel television and all of that Marvel entertainment for TV or, or film, he's not looking to um, somehow incorporate those shows into the canon for the Marvel MCU. Um, if anything, it's just... it's bringing in specific characters using these actors, but re like, but establishing them in the MCU in a new way. Um, cause I think Charlie Cox did a great job as daredevil. And I think Jessica Ritter, uh, oh, no, um, Oh my gosh. Jessica Rabbit. Her... No, 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 Jessica no, no. Jones, um, Jessica Jones, but the actress that played her, um, uh, Kristen Ritter. Uh, I think she did a great job as Jessica Jones. And so if there's a way to just cast them in those roles, but, have it start in the MCU. I think that's a great way to do it. And like, like you said, like not making this, uh, like a focus of the She-Hulk story because this is her story, but letting it be like an introduction, like a small cameo just to let us know, Hey, you know what? He's back. He's in the MCU. He's here. We're going to build on this world and we're going to introduce him later down the line. Uh, but I, I, I think especially because, um, uh, Mark Ruffalo is going to be in this, um, maybe we're setting up like uh, the red hulk uh, thunderbolt ross as the villain of this maybe oh, it's gosh. maybe it's somebody else we don't know about but there's there's such a large world of of hulk characters that we haven't really been able to delve into that that this series is finally going to have a chance to take a swing at it um, so even if it's if it's bruce banner as like a mentor role and just kind of reestablishing who this new quote unquote Hulk is in the in the MCU. Um I, I'm it's just so refreshing to see uh the next generation take up the mantle. Um and somebody like Tatiana Tatiana Maslani who's young enough to to stay in this role for a while, um, I, I think it shows a lot of longevity to the character as well. I really hope they do her justice, because right
1: now after you just Said all of that stuff in my brain. I did not think it in English. That's how I know I'm like I'm fed up with superheroes, <laughs> even though I'm excited for superheroes. I thought in my brain in Spanish, "Por qué," which means, <laughs> well, like, it was just like, but why? Like why? <laughs> I, I I want I want her to have a unique story that does really well. But I really hope they don't do another Netflix cookie cutter type of origin story like me and you mentioned Kevin Feige and how he ties things and that's great WandaVision is different I'm excited it seems dope the Falcon and Winter Soldier series uh okay you know I'm not overly excited for that like I am for WandaVision but you know I'll check it out I just don't want us to go back to those Netflix uh adaptations those Netflix seasons because like I said I know a lot of people, including yourself, like uh, some of the series, like Jessica Jones and stuff. But when you say Daredevils is really good and I watched the first episode and I want to fall asleep. For me, my personal experience just tells me, like, I'm so cautious and I'm so critical of this stuff, which might be my fault. But, man... We need we need a we need a break from superheroes, and we talked about it earlier in this episode. Where it's like, hey, the best thing Disney could do is take a breather. I'm already getting overwhelmed and getting anxiety from the amount of stuff I have to keep up with, and I hope, I hope it's not extravagant. Just make it easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, this isn't going to start production until next year. Uh, we've still got quite a ways to go. I think personally, I I, I think that it's becoming. it's been such a story just because they're looking for things to fill the space that if they're going to push back the, the first three big Marvel phase four films that they need to keep the hype going somehow. So just releasing casting information, uh, we'll probably get a trailer for Falcon and the winter soldier uh, the next month or two. Um, We'll see more, more behind the scenes footage and, and pictures from Loki, like they're going to still leak out or release things to keep the hype going uh, because we have until May uh, for the next Marvel production, uh, which was already um, a year after Endgame, right? Because Endgame came out in spring of uh, 2019.
1: Endgame came out. Uh, no, it came out in it came out in May, right? Or did it, uh, No, yeah, it came yeah. out August 26th. That's right. It came oh, okay. out August twenty sixth of twenty nineteen.
0: Okay. Um,
1: is Endgame? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So even because even uh, the-
1: uh, what is it? Uh, Captain Marvel came out in in February or March? February. Yeah. Valentine's yeah, yeah, yeah. Day February? Yeah. That time.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so even with that bit of a break between that and what the Black Widow was supposed to be, that was already the longest break that Marvel had taken. Uh, between productions, since um, they were going to three to four films a year, so we're going to have such a long time between these that I think by the time the movies start coming out again, it's going to feel like enough time has passed. The, the one thing, the more I talk about this, the more the one thing that I'm really worried about is that we're going to have a um, a New Mutants issue where the the filming has already wrapped so long ago for these productions. That the actors are going to look much more aged. Like they're going to continue to age despite all this. So if they have to do reshoots or the next time we see them on screen, they're going to look older already. Cause it'll have been years since they've uh, filmed uh, on these films.
1: I'm fine with that. Uh, I mean, new mutants came out like a couple of weeks ago and I found out it was out because it was like, Oh, this local theater is showing new mutants. Cause I was looking for 10 at times. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like, I still haven't seen it. I have no idea. But, yeah, I that'd be cool. I'm down with that. I just, so much superhero stuff. I, I, we were in a rhythm before Marvel. Don't, don't just, don't just go away. Just don't go, don't, don't leave me, Marvel. And then come back a month later after your residency in Vegas and just be like, I'm back and try and act like nothing happened between us. Don't do that to me. Don't don't just act like everything's back to normal. You gotta get me in a rhythm. Text me. Tell me you love me.
0: Show me a pattern. Show me Sh- consistency. Show me consist exactly. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we're gonna. It'll it won't be very long before we start getting back into Marvel again. Um, I mean, at least December before uh, Wandavision. So we still have three months to go. Two and a half months to go by the t- uh, from the time that we tape this. Uh, before that even comes out and then months later before the next project comes out oh
1: god just give me just give me she hulk svu that's it's different enough just give me that make don't bring in like some super villain who ties into the mcu just if there's a villain you know make it in the season but don't have it tied to that stuff just give she hulk svu
0: come on (laughs) just svu but instead of mariska hargitay it's just she hulk
1: yeah you know we don't need you know let's get let's get she hulk a a a beta a simp as her partner i don't know (laughs) kind of like how chris pine was trying to be the alpha and just like wonder woman is just so much better than him uh yeah that'd be great i don't know yeah Uh, we we gotta we gotta get with the times you know beta betas rule the world apparently uh according (laughs) according to reddit
0: power bottoms there that's we go called.
1: power bottoms yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have oh, that- wait i'm not kink shaming here if you're into it you're into it that's fine but that's been the joke and you know we hear our cheap comedy so we'll steal material any day well at least i will john won't
0: <laughs> i will i will cite my sources i will give credit where credit is due there we go oh man anti so carlos
1: that- mencia here
0: <laughs> anti exactly
1: i don't know you are not for him you are against him
0: oh man whatever happened to that guy he just fell off the face of the earth
1: Ah, you know when you steal a bunch of people's jokes eventually get pushed out
0: you know that that does make sense all right but thank you guys for tuning in this week next week chris will be back in the pilot's chair i was trying to think of another kind of uh, metaphor for that
1: hopefully we are not in a boeing max 737 (laughs)
0: <laughs> we will be in something we'll more stable. We'll see we might we might be who we knows? hope. All right, but thank you guys so much and we'll we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.